At City of Hope, its innovative treatments for cancer and groundbreaking research have saved millions of lives all over the world. This is City of Hope Radio with your host, Melanie Cole. As many as 20% of the people who die from lung cancer in the United States every year do not smoke or use any other form of tobacco. It's still true that staying away from tobacco is the most important thing any of us can do to lower our risk of getting lung cancer, but there are also other risk factors that can contribute to lung cancer other than smoking. My guest today is Dr. Shen Muga Sabaya. He's a medical oncologist at City of Hope. Welcome to the show, Dr. Sabaya. So people, there's a stigma around lung cancer, Dr. Sabaya, that if somebody has it or their loved one has it, that people right away assume that they are a smoker. So speak about lung cancer in non-smokers. Yeah, we all know that uh, lung cancer is associated with uh, cigarette smoking. And in fact, uh, if you look at uh, lung cancer incidents and uh, among uh, people, most of them are smokers and 90% to 85% to 95% of them are smokers. However, about 15 to 10% of all lung cancer patients are non-smokers, and uh, they are, you know, uh, like you mentioned, uh, they're stigmatized, and they're all lumped into one group as lung cancer is in, only in smokers. But uh, about 17,000 to 26,000 uh, annual deaths from lung cancer is in never smokers. And if you add that um, number and put it in the list of cancer-causing deaths, Lung cancer in never smokers will be at the seventh cause, you know, right after pancreatic cancer. So it's a very uh, important uh, entity to be recognized, and uh, lots of works, uh, work needs to be done in the future for this uh, population. So what are some of the other risk factors? If we, if we take smoking out of the picture for a minute, are there, what are some of the other risk factors? Does genetics play a role? Is it environmental pollutants? What else? Yeah, it definitely. Uh, environmental and genetic factors are playing a role. It's very unclear at this time to point out as to one, you know, one thing causing this uh, uh, lung cancer in the never smokers. Now, um, Second-hand smoke is uh, being studied extensively, and there are multiple studies supporting it, and few studies don't support it. But second-hand smoke seems to be the number one uh, thing that uh, uh, researchers have identified, along with indoor pollution. And I mean indoor pollution. It is radon, and radon is in a, a product from radium, and it's found in the rock and soil, and it tends to accumulate in our homes. So you know, people do check uh, radon levels in the home, and if you have a high incidence, that's been associated with uh, uh, lung cancer. And uh, use of, um, uh, you know, chemicals from household products has been there, but it's, no, it's not been well documented. And um, biological agents such as mold as well has been uh, reported in some studies. So those are the main things that, uh, you know, uh, we know of. And in uh, Southeast Asia, and particularly in China, where there's a high incidence of uh, lung cancer, never smokers, cooking oils, vapor from cooking oils has been uh, thought about as well. In few studies, it has been shown to be positive. In some studies, it hasn't been shown. So those things, apart from occupational um, exposure, particularly to pesticides in um, uh, grain elevator dust, wood dust, smoke soot, or exhaust, has been also implicated in uh, lung cancer and never smokers. And uh, when you mentioned genetic factors, uh, 
B, I haven't found a particular gene that actually promotes them to have lung cancer, but there are a lot of studies ongoing at this time, but we feel that there must be some genetic factor, but associated environmental factor probably triggers it uh, uh, to bring the lung cancer to the surface, and that's what we think uh, is going on. But no single genetic factor has been identified, but it's an area of active research right now. Dr. Sabaya, when somebody does get diagnosed with lung cancer, and as I said at the beginning, there tends to be a stigma sometimes, do they feel like nobody believes them if they say, no, I didn't smoke, no, I've never smoked, and that people are like, yeah, you're just a closet smoker? Have you heard that before? I, I do, I do. I've heard that before. But uh, although, you know, uh, I've heard that a lot in, you know, when I started out practicing oncology, and I think in awareness of, um, you know, lung cancer uh, in non-smokers is being increasingly recognized by primary care providers and oncologists. So uh, from the uh, uh, medical provider side, the education is there, but in the general population, still there is a, a misconception that uh, everybody, uh, you know, who have lung cancer is smokers. So we haven't, uh, you know, uh, disproved or, you know, uh, um, educated the general population well about it yet. But still, you know, one thing I always wanted to mention is the leading cause for lung cancer is still smokers, and we need to target that population. So for the non-smokers, what can we do to change our risk and lower our risk? Are there any lifestyle changes? I mean, if you have to work in one of these asbestos or mines or, you know, all of these kinds of cancer-causing agents where you work, that's maybe something you can't change. Are there things we can change? Uh, no, just being aware of, uh, you know, people, second-hand smoke has been, again, like I mentioned, that's been the leading uh cost for it, so trying to avoid uh, being in uh, spaces where, you know, people smoke. Uh, but now there are laws in place and uh, which uh, uh, prevents people from smoking in public places. So that's uh, that has helped a lot. But secondhand smoke and uh, checking uh, residential radon levels, you know, particularly if you're in an area which has high levels, and that can be um, uh, and that information can be obtained from your county website, so that, that should be helpful. And there are lots of radon kits available, and you can measure them uh, and check them. So those are the things I probably will look uh, look at and uh, uh, try to, you know, uh, people who are uh, professionally or in work-related exposures, they have to follow the precautions that's um, uh, provided by their, uh, by their employers. Dr. Sabaya, is lung cancer different in smokers and non-smokers? Do you see a difference in the type of tumors or anything? Yes, yes. Certainly we do uh, see a much different, and we think it's a totally uh, uh, different disease uh, because in lung cancers, uh, in never smokers, we found that a type of lung cancer called adenocarcinoma is much, much more common than other types of lung cancers uh, you, you see. And in also in that adenocarcinomas, we found that there are a lot of genetic mutations uh, in them. For instance, a mutation called uh, EGFR mutation, it's only present in about 10% of all lung cancers in smokers. Whereas it's present in almost about, you know, in, in, in the Chinese study, it's about 70% of them will have this uh, mutation. Now, why do we need to know this mutation? Because we treat them differently and we have a pill and uh, we use those pills, and they seem to have wonderful, um, uh, you know, uh, responses uh, to this pill. And it's not your usual chemotherapy, which we use for uh, most of our lung cancers. And uh, we have uh, pills for 
that what we call a first-generation pill, and there is a second-generation pill, and there are third-generation pills and studies. And this has improved the outcome of these uh, patients, uh, uh, you know, uh, dramatically, I would say. So the treatment does vary, and do you see a difference in the outcome? Is there, are, are they more likely to have a, a, a good recovery? Uh, uh, you know, they, when, if you do have the mutation, then the pill will work for you. And if you don't have the mutation, the pill doesn't work very well for you. So in that way, it definitely makes a difference. But if you look at the overall, um, you know, uh, outcome, outcome ways, it, it's, uh, it's very unclear. There are two studies uh, we've, uh, we've known. One of the studies actually uh, was done in uh, Southern California. And what it found uh, it, it is that... Um, there was a definitely an improvement in uh, outcomes, survival outcomes for Japanese never smokers and in Caucasian never smokers compared to smokers with lung cancer. That study, which was done looking at the local registry here in Southern California, definitely showed that there was an advantage uh, for never smokers compared to smokers. Wow, absolutely fascinating, Dr. Sabayan. What are you doing at City of Hope that, that really is exciting and advancement for lung cancer? So we have a number of clinical trials uh, we have. Uh, like I mentioned, there are, uh, there's a first-generation and a second-generation drug approved. Right now we are working on uh, third-generation uh, drugs for, in, in the form of clinical trials, and City of Hope is actively partnering with a number of pharmaceutical companies to bring these drugs uh, early on to uh, patients with this, um, you know, uh, with this uh, 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 cancer, which, uh, which can have a worse outcome uh, if not treated properly. Thank you so much for being with us. It's great, great information and so important for people to hear. And you're listening to City of Hope Radio. And for more information, you can go to cityofhope.org. That's cityofhope.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.